February 15th, the 46th day of 2022. There are 319 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com. We are live via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast, we're on Facebook, on YouTube, on uh, Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. The big warm-up is here, and we're excited. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. How I'm was tired, your, but you're, you're tired. I'm good. How was your? You tired because of Valentine's Day? Because Valentine's Day was so fatiguing. Well, not really. <laughs> How was your Valentine's Day? Was it good? Yeah. Did you you got a giraffe? I saw. Yes. So that's that's good. Yeah. Uh, is it a real giraffe that you're going to have to feed and water and? Mm, no, but <laughs> I'm going to have to do some work. Okay. On that. Got it. Because okay. it's got a succulent planted mm-hmm. in it. Is that it? Okay. So the, you know, in the Olympics, there's the gold and there's the silver and there's the bronze medal. Sure. If you can't win the gold medal, which would you prefer to win? I would assume silver. You would assume the silver. The weird thing about the psychology of people is that Olympians almost feel more disappointed in the silver because they didn't win the gold. But if they got the bronze, they were just happy to be on the podium, which just seems somewhat uh, you know odd. Like you look at it, you go, well, at least I got a medal. Where if you got the silver, you go, well, it should have been gold, so they're less likely to be happy about it. It's weird, but uh, kind of a, the way that, human, yeah, that human, is human nature is, I suppose. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio Newshawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even Owensboro. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. Well, I, and I can answer to your question. The wise man once said, if you're not first, you're last. If you're not first, you're last. Yep. Uh, second place is first loser. Yeah. yeah that's Ricky Bobby. Wise man also said that. Or Reese Bobby. I guess his dad said that. So, if you could... All right. So, after the ball game Sunday night, when they started handing out the Rams championship gear... I don't know. I've not, I, I, I've not physically seen them get the gear, so in my eyes, that they didn't actually win. <laughs> you must not have seen the post-game interview with Aaron Donald, which is I, fine. I, I did. Understand. I saw that, and then I, I realized I can't watch this. Gotcha. So he put his hat on, and it says, you know, Ram, Super Bowl 56 champions, etc. Uh, but you know, in the same way they fired off the confetti cannons that were blue and yellow, mm-hmm. you know that there was orange and black confetti cannons already loaded that mm-hmm. didn't get fired off. And then you also know that somewhere in that stadium, there were boxes and boxes of Bengals championship hats and T-shirts mm-hmm. that just because they had to be ready for either outcome. Would you just, like to have one of those? What happened to not punching a man when he's down? I'm not trying to punch you when you're down. I'm asking you how much. I'm would finally it, starting to come around the corner and you're bringing me right back. It's like having an, a stamp, a rare stamp with an upside down airplane on it. Would you like to have no. a collector's item like, no? No. Okay. Well, then don't really? travel. Then don't no. travel to third world countries because all that championship gear that they print that they can't sell, they ship off to other portions of the world and they let children and adults wear them. So if you travel, if you travel into like if you go on mission trips into third world countries, you'll find people like communities of people who are wearing shirts that are the opposite of things that happen in the sports landscape in the United States. Got a lot of Bengal fans down there. <laughs> There's suddenly lots of Bengal fans in uh, that are on the receiving end. There's a company called Good 360. It's a charitable organization based in Alexandria, Virginia. It handles excess consumer merchandise and distributes it to those in need overseas. Well, I know that, I mean, Paul Brown Stadium, probably the Bengals Pro Shop, I can guarantee that they had boxes ready as well because I know that they had AFC Championship boxes because right when the game was open, over, 
against the Chiefs. They said, hey, we're open. Come and get it. Same thing in any in any big championship game because mm-hmm. there are commercials that air right at, mm-hmm. you know, they've won. Now oh, get yeah. your championship merchandise. Uh, I, and they start shipping I it immediately. I did not buy my AFC championship at merchandise because merchandise, right? From, from Spaceballs, right? Merchandise. Um, because I was saving, you know, I wanted to make sure that I budgeted for just all my Super Bowl gear. But now mm-hmm. i got to decide, do I do I want my AFC championship? But, you know, i got to. Sure. Go through I, all of those. Yes, you do want your uh, AFC yeah, yeah, championship yeah, yeah. I, I do. Uh, I, I think I need. I, I gave my. I said I'm giving myself 48 hours of, of mourning. So, and that's going to be probably roughly at the start of the Cougar basketball game tonight. So I'm have, allowed to mourn until the game starts tonight. I gave up on this premise, but then it came up on Rick and Bubba earlier this morning. Are you mad at the Cincinnati public school system? You're not mad at them? Boone okay. County, where I went, they did the same thing. They did the same thing? Are you, so you're not mad at them? No. You don't think they mojoed it? No. Okay. All no, right. I don't. I don't. That's, that's uh, between you same and thing them. Is, same thing as the announcer's jinx, right? It doesn't exist. Okay. Hey, rapid warming this afternoon. If you're looking for a warmer temperature, you're in luck. We are going to see winds, though, ramp up tomorrow to around 40 miles per hour, and then some gusts of 50 miles per hour are possible on Thursday. But luckily right now, on Thursday, which originally was kind of pinned as an alert day, looks like most of the the most significant weather events will be off to our north. So that's good. I mean, you can't rule out maybe some some higher winds and maybe a thunderstorm, but it looks like those of us here between the lakes are more likely to have an easier day of it on Thursday. Uh, mostly sunny today, a high of 58, mostly clear, 43 tonight. By the way, here locally, I think we could touch 60 degrees uh, today. We could go over the 60 mark. Uh, tomorrow, windy and warmer, a high of 66, and then scattered showers, windy tomorrow night, and a low of 59 is what you can expect. I'm, I'm loving it. Even, you know, 68, 67, that looks real good. Looking pretty good for the at least the warmer temperatures right on cue for the district tournament next week. You know, normally yeah, it yeah. starts to the, warm the, up The a worst bit. thing that happens is when you get a snow because then they oh, got to, yeah. like, you know, move everything around and all that. And it, it makes what, our jobs a lot more difficult. What many people don't realize is those state tournaments are set. Like there is, it's nearly impossible to move the state they, tournaments. They can uh, move around some things at Butler County High School to make sure that things are doing. They might even be able to move it around at the the almighty powerful sports center. Right, Rupp Arena doesn't necessarily work that way. That's right. Those buildings are set and they're secured and they have lots of events. So how about this? Let's just let's just cancel the district and region and let's just send the Cougars and Lady Cougars to Rupp. It's okay with me. Hey, the Kremlin signaled yesterday it is ready to keep talking with the West about security grievances that led to the current Ukraine crisis, offering hope that Russia might not invade uh, what some of the U.S. intelligence forces thought could be tomorrow. In fact, some forces reported this morning are moving away from the Ukrainian border, which might be at least an overture from the Kremlin saying maybe shooting war isn't the way to go here. So looking for an uh, off-ramp, if you will, to this to this crisis. So that's some some good news. Uh, Some other good news for the third straight week, the number of new COVID cases in Kentucky has had a sharp decline. Governor Bashir says if the trend continues, new guidance and the easing of restrictions could be coming by mid-March. He said there were 35,961 cases last week. And while that's the sixth highest total during the pandemic, it's just a fraction of the 81,000 reported three weeks ago, less than half of what we were doing three weeks ago and the positivity rate is down at 17.93 which we were above 33 percent at one point in time so things are getting a little bit better we're seeing hospitalizations improve uh the governor said if this these trends continue we believe kentucky will move out of the red and into the orange or even yellow conservatively by march 14th could be ahead of that a little bit if you go look at kenton county you look at carlisle you look at hickman you look at todd they have already moved to the orange so they've improved a category but uh everything else is still dotted red so we're down that leaves us with with 116 counties that are still in the red and trying to improve that was impressive quick math there thank you very much uh (laughs) right here at home a little bit of a change as well if I if I can go back to March April 2020, and I said there will never be a day where somebody walks out and says the all clear is given, 
return to life exactly as normal. Like there would never be a day where you could flip a switch in the same way that we kind of flipped a switch to that uh, implemented changes that we're still living with now. So it's this gradual, slow changing, and some people will say it's been much too slow, and there are languishing aspects to this. And so some of the challenges are also in when you get reported data, you want the data to be reliable. You want you want the data to know that whether you agree or you disagree, the data is what the data is. We should be able to agree on that. And so to this end, the Grayson County Health Department is currently having a very hard problem with actually zeroing in on true positivity in the community because so many people, like Sam Gormley, are doing their own testing at home. Have you tested? No. You, you have the kits. I do. But you haven't had to use one yet. Knock on wood. Okay. Knock on wood, yeah. No, but there I are so not. many at-home kits being used, and that positivity doesn't get reported no. through the same portals. I'd be lying if I said I had been tempted to, 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 to just give it a try. <laughs> just it's burning a hole in your pocket, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's you know it's there, and you're curious like myself, and it's kind of like – it's like they're telling you not to press the button. Yeah, and when you tell me not to press the button, Ooh. I almost want to press. I was the button. doing well avoiding it until you talked until you used the for, analogy of a button. Yeah, and it's, it's a button. Like, and I want to push it. Yeah, well, it's there. So it eyes me every morning in my bathroom. So now the Gracie County Health Department is going to refer people to the same website portal that we're using to glean your positivity data and to kind of understand what's going on because it's the best representation of data being collected. Is it all inclusive? No, I'm sure that it's not because even if you were likely to test positive Sam using a home test or a home kit, you may not tell anyone. You just may choose to self-isolate, keep your distance, do it wear a mask, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and no one will ever be any the wiser. So it would be foolish for us to name this positivity and give people a sense of that's the true number. So they're saying, all right, this is in ways a retreat back to a point where we didn't have to talk about positivity all the time till eventually the point where it um, is you know, no longer part of the, the nomenclature. I'm looking forward to a time that I can go an entire week and not have to mention it. Right. Right. It's, we've gone days. You know, we've, there, there have been days in recent months where we've been able to say, good, we didn't have to talk about this at all today. And so the next step, the next milestone, we'll be able to go a week mm-hmm. without it, and then we'll go a month without it. And then eventually we'll be, you know, sitting around a campfire smoking cigars going, remember back then during the pandemic? You know, I don't know why I just had that <laughs> image. I don't sit around a campfire and smoke cigars. Matter of fact, I don't think I've ever done that. A cigar or sat around a campfire? Or just the combination? The combination of the two. Okay. Yeah, ne- never never have I ever. And I wasn't prepared to play a game of never have I ever today, but if you only insist, I, I have we not, can. I, I have not I done that either. Weird news out of Louisville yesterday. A Democratic Louisville mayoral candidate said he is shaken but safe after a man stormed his campaign headquarters yesterday morning and fired a weapon point blank at him, grazed his clothing, I think his a sweater, that he was wearing. Craig Greenberg said he was at his campaign office with four colleagues when a man appeared in the doorway with a weapon. Now, come to find out, person of interest, and I think he was arrested, is a former Louisville Metro Council candidate Mm -hmm. who was an activist Mm -hmm. who also disappeared for for days back sometime last year. And I've not been able to determine what his beef is with... um, with Craig Greenberg. Do you know any of the details? No, there? I haven't. I, 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 the only thing I know is that I know Craig Greenberg is co-owner of Ohio Valley Wrestling with Matt yeah. Jones from KSR. So it was interesting because Matt talked yesterday. I don't know if you heard the moment when he found out that it had happened. He was very shaken. I mean, because yeah. that's, I mean, that's a sh- scary situation, even if it did just graze your arm. Right. Oh, I mean, yeah. there's a gun <laughs> in the room being uh-huh. pointed in your general direction. It will gift, definitely been, get your attention. I mean, you could only imagine how bad that could have gone. I did like what I heard from, I did see, I think, WLKY's coverage yesterday afternoon, talked with all the various mayoral candidates and other leaders that they all kind of rallied, even though they have different political differences. They all, you know, vilified this type of activity and gun violence has no place and et cetera. So it was um, it was a scary Scary situation. Speaking of Louisville, a uh, guaranteed income initiative has launched in Kentucky's largest city. 
that will give 150 young adults $500 monthly for a year. The money is meant to supplement current income for people ages 18 to 24 and be a tool to advance racial and gender equity. Participants will decide how to spend the money. The program is open to those living in three neighborhoods of the city where data shows there is concentrated poverty and large gaps in education and employment because leaders believe that's where it will have the most impact. All right, so I understand the logic. Is this who's doing this? Uh, it's the city of Louisville. Okay. Um, I mean, it's coming from it's, it's it's being administered by Metro Government, uh, United Way, and a program called Mayors for Guaranteed Income. So it's a it's a Greg Fisher derivative type of thing. And Louisville is the twentieth city to offer a pilot program, a partnership with this organization uh, organization Mayors for Guaranteed Income. I will – you'll get no argument from me that the way we're administering these benefits um, is not efficient, nor is it effective, nor is it changing the level. Um, we, I don't know that we're improving people's lives. So I'm all for reevaluating and we're going to spend the money we're going to spend the money anyway on something on some program and if we can keep it contained to 150 people and we can measure the outcome like a year from now we can look back and we can go here's the good like here's how we improve people's lives through this investment and we can follow those people going forward and say all right how did that help them in year 2 and year 3 by giving them this boost by giving them this hand up to a better life, what what can we do, and does this have does this have validity, and does it have benefits? But all too often, with too many governmental programs, when you start extending these types of benefits, they become expectations, or they <clears throat> they turn into crutches rather than opportunities, and then that turns into oftentimes generational. And so, I just I wanted to go back to the opening move and say. I'm all for changing it up how we're doing to get a better outcome, but I also am somewhat hesitant because I've seen what government programs too oftentimes do. So I guess it's better than just saying everybody does. It's almost a case study, if you will. Here's 150 people that we've deemed vulnerable. Let's give them a shot in the arm and see what they can do with it. And so just report back to me in a year, I guess, and see how it goes. All right. The state of Kentucky uh, had uh, additional exciting news yesterday. We've been talking for several months about Ford SK battery plants coming to Glendale. Uh, Two plants, uh, 5,000 jobs, probably the biggest single investment in Kentucky's uh, industry in uh, maybe, maybe ever. I think that's what they described it as. Um, and uh, even the Ford, even uh, like Henry Ford III or you know, like one of the one of the the Ford bigwigs said that this was the equivalent. This was as, as significant as the Model T to the Ford Motor Company. And so, in my mind, I hear them say, "Okay, you got these battery plants. That's good." And then I hear them say, "There'll be a lot of jobs. That's good. And there'll be jobs around those jobs. That's good." They say, okay, well, also, they're going to be a training facility on site that is run by KCTCS, and it's, you know, huge investment. And I guess I didn't realize it in the chicken and egg world, that training facility has to come before the plants can come. You would think. You know, you'd go, oh, wait a minute. And you know that as a trainer, yes. right? you got to train people before you can... So implement or yeah, I mean, you can, there's no sense in having these, these plants. If you don't have people trained to put in really just throw someone in there and say, Hey, go make a battery. That's right. So they're building the school first and the state, uh, issued an RFP yesterday request for proposals to find a firm to design and build this new educational facility that will be the first on the site. And then the battery plants will then crop up around it. So it was, a, it was an important milestone or hurdle yesterday for the state to go through to that point and say, all right, let's get busy training Kentuckians to be able to do this work and have these jobs. So, so yeah, I think that's so, like it. There will uh, be a lot of students, and and I'll be interested to see how Grayson County High School, like the Grayson County Technology Center, you know, will, if I'm KCTCS in this situation, I look and say, okay, Grayson County Technology Center, you're a bordering county. Let's let's talk. 
Like, let's see how we can start maybe maybe sending one of our professors and creating some dual enrollment into, you know, to where they can come in and be even closer to getting ready to work in this plant. Because you already know that there'll be a lot of people from Grayson County. Absolutely. Well, and not only just will there be a lot of people from Grayson County working in that plant, but there will be a vacuum created in other employers in the region for people that move to those facilities Mm -hmm. that then open up. And so it's all part of this ecosystem of employment, but somewhere... 5,000 additional households are going to have to be repurposed. And that's not, that's just the 5,000 in the plants themselves. But think about the people who deliver uniforms or rugs or do canteen or other general supplies, maintenance or whatever that has to happen at those facilities. It's going to be extremely significant. Custodial staff and all that. That's yeah. right. Oscar Shibwe has earned the SEC Player of the Week honors. He is uh, on fire. He's the, I, I like the movement, Sam, that they want to name him the national person of the year not just mm-hmm. the national player of the year because he's such a such a great young man and their their hashtag is creative i give them props for their for their what they're doing oscar worthy oscar worthy oh yeah they're pretty uh, really pretty clever really nice campaign good for them and then cougars are on the road tonight sam yeah both teams are on the road we'll be with the cougars as they travel to davis county as that'll be a seven thirty tip the lady cougars are also on the road they're at muhlenberg county at seven thirty. Then the Lady Cougars have also picked up a game on Thursday against Warren Central. Daddy, won't you take me back to Muhlenberg County? Yeah, well, we're <laughs> headed to Davis County on the boost. Coverage from Davis County High School, what, 715 or so? Give or take. All right. And the Cats, Cats on the road at Thompson Bowling tonight. That Q-Corn. Nobody likes Tennessee. they got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Know. Gumdrop day. Okay. Dots. I guess dots are gumdrops, aren't they? I like dots. Yeah, I don't like the dots, so you have to have mine. Um, It is uh, Hippo Day today. Shout out to Fiona. Celebrating the largest mammal on earth. And uh, was Hyacinth. I get that. Yeah, Fiona the Hippo in Cincinnati. Yeah, is Hyacinth also a hippo uh, in Disney parlance, I think so. Oh, well, Fiona's the the hippo in Cincinnati, too. I got it. And uh, Susan B. Anthony Day today, and it is the National Flag Day of Canada. So uh, congratulations to all you Maple Leafs and you Canadians. So I was just hearing on the Tech Minute there uh, about Wordle and some of the spinoffs of Wordle. Wordle fans are accusing the New York Times of ruining everything, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly <laughs> making the game too hard. You when, you play, right? Do you I still play? I haven't played. I don't know that I've played since the New York Times took over. Because but That's not intentionally, is it? Just busy. Just mm-hmm. uh, haven't had the time to, I mean, just uh, I don't want to devote the time to it. I've got other things that need the time, I guess, is, is what I'm trying to say. When the New York Times bought the Wordle last month, Many diehard fans deemed it a win for their favorite viral brain game, but now it appears that many puzzle aficionados are put off by the New York Times version, deeming it too hard in a viral Twitter thread. New York Times says, no, 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 there have been no changes. Uh, I doubt that. Anytime you've got anybody different involved in it, you're going to get some level of, of change. I also thought, when I was playing it a little more diligently, it's a five-word game. And I'm sure there you know, are thousands of five-letter words. Mm-hmm. But they can't be plural words. They mm-hmm. can't be. So there is a finite amount of easy five-letter words that if you go enough days, eventually you'll have, if you're not planning to recycle, you'll eventually have to start probably stepping up the complexity of it. And then... Uh, also, I think the New York Times, they sort of take pride in making their crossword puzzle challenging. Yes. So they would have that same, we're a cut above and you've got to, you know, you've got to be super smart to be able to associate with us. Uh, the other thing that I didn't know, and here's why I'm telling you, I don't think that I knew, I don't think I've played since New York Times took over because 
the Wordlers who had been with the game for a long time when New York Times took over, their their streaks got reset, their score. So if you had had a streak, like whatever your cumulative score was, mm-hmm. it reset to zero, which made everyone mad. Like, well, sure, you want your you want your Wordle resume or your track record on there. I, I love that we take things like that seriously. Well, yeah, I mean, it gives you credibility, right? It's your. Well, I like the the, the geography version. I've played that now two days in a row. That's you did more, play that's it. More. Yeah, it okay. was uh, the first day I did it. It was tough. I got it my fifth try. Yesterday was easy. Yesterday was easy. Yesterday was the Czech Republic. That was easy. And then, uh, so it's not a five letter word. I was no, say. They, what they do is they they show you an outline of a country, ah. and so you have to type it in which you think the outline is, and then if you get it wrong, they tell you which. So like if you if it was Canada and you typed in USA, it would point. It would send you an up arrow, and it would tell you how many miles it is. Sure. To uh, to Canada. I thought, uh, and then sun- Sunday okay. was Kyrgyzstan, which I just like saying. Brazil. <laughs> yeah, this is a five-letter word. Brazil, Ghana, Chile, G U A N A. Yeah, I mean, it's like I can I can run through the five-letter countries in, in quite a. There won't be any many days of that version if that's how they're doing it. But there is a new version for kids called Spelly. Wordle for kids. Spelly comes with three different challenge levels. So I guess you can – I wonder how many arguments there will be between kids and parents over this. No, you should be playing the hard version. But I want to play the easy version. And of course, you want to play is the this, easy version. That's the way it works. Does this sound like something that happens in your household? Or is it? Uh, I mean, I, I may be speaking of childhood. I may be speaking of something more modern, I, more more current. I can't, I can't say. Uh, I can say that I did notice that we were talking about spinoffs to Wordle. I saw, I have not seen it, but I was told last week in a, a media report that there's one that is, um, it's, it's for vulgarity and it's called Loodle. L E W T L E was the, like I said, I've not, I've not downloaded that and I don't, I don't know, but play word games that will make you smarter. I know plenty of those words though. Because, oh, you know all the cuss <laughs> words, do you, Sam? Okay. Can we start saying them then? <laughs> um, I would, I would discourage it. Um, but well, there's just seven we can't say, right? Uh, there's, According to there George Carlin, than, there are more than seven that I won't say. But um, <laughs> here are America's ten most and least educated states. Oh dear. Yes. Yeah. You know, you, you know, I would not bring it up, right? Unless yeah. I was trying to do a little coaching. The most educated states, number one in educational attainment, is what they're calling it. Number one is Massachusetts, Maryland at two, Connecticut at three, Colorado, Vermont, New Jersey, Virginia, New Hampshire, Minnesota, and Washington are your ten most. Educated in the um, educational attainment category. Incidentally, Maryland is listed number one in quality of education category. In the least educated, I should just say, thank God for West Virginia, Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas, and Alabama. (laughs) Thank God for them because Kentucky is at 45 we got edged out just barely by Oklahoma. Nevada is ahead of Oklahoma. New Mexico at 42 and Tennessee at 41. Now, I would like how to know. How are we? How is uh, but, Tennessee? Just, but, uh, I, I've got a hypothesis, Sam. Oh, dear. I knew you would throw a flag on the play. I would like for them to carve out, um, like, like in the cartoons, in the floor, you know, they would saw the floor, and then the center would fall out of the floor. If you could carve around the west end of Nashville and carve Vandy out. In Brentwood. Right, just, car- just carve mm-hmm. out Vandy. I'd like to know. Then I'd like to reorder and see mm-hmm. where Tennessee falls. Mm-hmm. Then you have to, do we have to get rid of, like, center, center Transy, yeah, I was gonna say. Murray. <laughs> if we have to... If we have to cut all those out of Kentucky, then it may end up being about the same place. So, like, again, I mean, you know, West Virginia, Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas, Alabama, 
thank you for being a friend because you rank worse than Kentucky. I know you're shocked to see Arkansas's worse education than Kentucky, category. Right? You know, I didn't, even, I didn't even blink at that one. New uh, Fruit Loops jelly beans are right on time for Easter. Between M&M's Honeygram and Peep Gummies, it's already shaping up to be a delicious Easter. There's another jelly bean variety joining the new Funfetti jelly beans and Skittles jelly beans that are rolling out 2022. Say hello to Fruit Loop jelly beans. I can do that. Was, I know a couple of people around our house that will be super happy with that. <laughs> Misty would always get the Starburst one, right? Mm-hmm. One yes. that her go-to, her and then she yeah. got allergic to them. Starburst, I think Starburst what it was. Yeah, yeah, in the the red dye. Uh-huh. I think in those. Yeah, because I I came in one day and I had a big bag of <clears throat> Starburst jelly beans sitting on my desk that had already been opened because she couldn't have them anymore. Uh, if you ever see, if you ever find a bag of Starburst, and the lemon ones are left, you'll know I've been there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll, leave, right. I'll leave the lemon ones and move on. Or a to bag it. of popsicles, and the yellow ones are left, and you know it's and the green are the next to the last, uh-huh. and so you'll know you'll know when the situation's getting dire. When they're only yellow ones. Yeah, I left. know when you walk in and you walk by and you got a green one. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> Bottom of the barrel. Here we go. I don't hey, know if I've ever seen you pull off the yellow, though. You've never been week. that desperate. No, I haven't. He uh, would I, not by the way, ever. I tried it. Yes, yes, I did try it again recently. Uh, within the last three months, I thought, be a grown-up and have a yellow popsicle. See, I, f- and, I felt like if I saw you do that, I might have to call somebody. Well, I just thought for the... <laughs> For all that's good, you're 50 years old, you can have a yellow popsicle. And so I did, and I was like, this is terrible. And I threw it in the garbage and went on. But at least I tried. Mm-hmm. That's what we tell Alea. How can you say you don't like something if you're not willing to try it? So I was like, I'll try it. And I was like, nah, that's no good. That's well, she nasty. Likes she does. That's she why they, they get left mm-hmm. for her. But she may also wonder why we only have yellow popsicles. <laughs> like, well, the Lello ones, because right? I, mm-hmm. yes, the because I, I ate all of the other ones, or I only give you the yellow ones because somebody's well, got to eat them. We've got plenty of them in that freezer. Yes, yes, we do. Uh, the Weekend Funny tweets, uh, Cookie Mumble says, wearing my smartwatch in bed so any sleepwalking counts for my step goal. <laughs> smart. Very smart. Super thinking says the loudest person in the room is rarely the smartest. Mm. Mm, that's true. Uh, Poodle snarf oh, I says saw you, you gave a look there. <laughs> no, I was not. I was not using any present company. As, no, 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 no. You weren't the one that gave the look. Oh yeah, I know. I saw her give the look. I was just like, but I, it wasn't a dagger at her, nor was I casting a dagger at self or any present company. But it aligns with my. Mantra that has developed really more over the last two to three years than anything, and that is the mantra is he who knows it, uh, he who knows the least often knows it the loudest. Mm-hmm. Degree po- in FBMD, right? Facebook made it. <laughs> Facebook doctor. Poodle Snarf says a new service where I'll come to your meeting and punch someone in the face for $9.99. I call it Bordash. <laughs> If you're bored in your meeting, you need mm-hmm. to punch somebody. Okay. All right. Oh, here's a dad joke. Feel free to use this one, dads. It said, did you know milk is the fastest liquid in the universe? Before you see it, it's already pasteurized. Okay. Definitely that's, a dad that's joke. even a little too far, but sometimes good dad jokes are hard to come by. So there you go. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. A list of the most misunderstood love song is coming up here on In The Note. I see you, but you're gone. Telephone a doctor. I'm not okay. I go to the bottom of Did the you know to feel this empty Huh? Is understood in all languages. Doesn't matter what language you speak, if you look at someone and go, huh? <laughs> That makes sense. They yeah, know. It's, really a it's, it's right. It's a grunt, mm-hmm. but we spell it H U H. Yeah, I think it's more of the expression, like the way that you do it. Huh? I know, I just, but I just figured it had some type of you know marginal translation, like mm-hmm. into Mandarin. It would have some different inflection or something, but uh, uh, apparently not. So, um, Beej and I, we're all caught up on Big Brother Celebrity Edition now. And uh, Lamar Odom is, uh, whoo, he's something. Uh, 
you know, I've known just the periphery. I hear the name Lamar Odom on the sports news and I know he was in a coma and he was married to a Kardashian and is he clean? It seems to be, um, I think so. but, but something must've gotten him because yeah. like something is, I don't know. One, he doesn't know how to play the game. Two, he doesn't understand the game. Three, he doesn't seemingly want to know how to play the game. Sounds and, like me. And four, <laughs> he is, no, the, his entire appearance seems to be a one month audition or attempt to woo her back. Like, the only reason Lamar Odom is in that house is so that he can talk about, is it Kylie? Chloe. With Chloe. So he can talk about her and I'm how wrong, that I know that, how wrong he was, was and say, how you much. Could, you, you were, I thought you were asking me. I was going to say, you're asking the wrong person. And how much he's grown and how if he would just had another opportunity just to sit and talk with her and he dreams about her and like everything. Is, so he doesn't seem like he wants to win the game. He just he wants he knows that she'll be watching or people will watch and then they'll tell her hey so there must be something about these Jenner Kardashians or something that once they get their hooks in you then you're just gone for because Kanye sent Kim a truckload of roses for Valentine's Day and showed up at uh, her house a pickup truck that says my vision is crystal clear um Spelled crystal with a K and clear with a K. Major faux pas, as far as well, I'm concerned. But- Kanye, I got it. Kim Kardashian, yeah. I got it. But I don't like phonetic spelling. Yeah, hook no hook it on Pahonics. <laughs> um, work it for me. Hook it on Pahonics. Work it for me. Um, Sorry. Right? I mean, it's the truth. Brian Regan's right. If we're going to do phonetic spelling, we got to redo everything we're doing. Hook (laughs) it. Kanye. So, and there's also new text messages out that talk about Kanye maybe threatening or questioning the safety of one Pete Davidson. So, we're going to get an SNL fight going on here, I suppose. Mm. So. Now, do you like Pete Davidson? He's fine, right? I do not. Oh, you do not? Not really, no. I've heard his movie, the the Staten Island movie, is really good. Sam, I I think he... Is he too dark humor for you? I think he is geared at your demographic. I think think you're in the demographic of... Well, I mean, he's not that much older than I am. uh, That's exactly right. I think think that as a younger person of the cast, I think that he's... I I think you're supposed to like Pete Davidson. I think I'm supposed to look at him like... Definitely He's, into like dark humor and all am of that. Am I supposed to know who that is? You'd recognize him. You'd recognize him, but he's just but For, he, and, and he but he uh, plays such a small role. He has so little value on SNL. I don't. They're trying to get more out of him more recently, but it's because he's become more famous. So, all right. So while you all look that up, here are eleven misunderstood love songs. Yesterday must have been, yesterday I'm sure would have been a day of exchanging songs with one another or singing love songs or maybe you had dinner last night, had some romantic music in the, you know, in in the background. Well, be careful. You can get into some bad, some song lyrics that seeming, some songs that seemingly are benign or pro amorous affection for one another, but you might be wrong. We'll start at number 11. One way or another about Blondie he is actually inspired by a guy who was stalking Deborah Harry. One way or another, I'm going to find you. I'm going to get you, get you, get you. Now, playfully, that might be okay, but that's not where the song was inspired. Number 10, One by U2. The song is about people overcoming their differences and learning to live with each other. Dolly Parton's I Will Always Love You, and made more famous by Whitney Houston, Mm -hmm. is actually a goodbye song. Dolly wrote it for Porter Wagner when she was trying to leave him and go out on her own. Uh, The weekend is not about, the weekend song Can't Feel My Face (laughs) is not about a woman. No, (laughs) it is not. (laughs) I know what that's about, yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's about uh, the white powder. Some smack. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Number seven, hearts, all I want to do is make love to you, is not 
a uh, romantic song. In fact, that little interlude on the side of the road, um, there's a bonus, there's a gift with purchase to that <laughs> transaction some nine months down the road. Uh, number six, the car's just what I needed. The narrator doesn't mind that his girl is wasting all his time. So, uh, number five, Dave Matthews, crash into me. That is about a dude peeping at the woman through a window. Not cool. As a matter of fact, it says in that lyric, he's the person you'd call the police on. Mm -hmm. Kiss on my list by Hall and Oates is an anti-love song. Marry You by Bruno Mars is a got ra got married in a hurry and then do something looking for something dumb to do. If you go through mm -hmm. the looking for something dumb to I feel do, like, have you been to a wedding in the past decade that doesn't play that? Yeah, well, because I uh, marry you, but mm -hmm. that's the only thing you hear. Mm -hmm. And but because it goes on, if we wake up and you want to break up, that's cool. So it's like okay, your Bruno impression was pretty solid. Thank there. you. I've seen him three or four times, mm -hmm. so I got him, you know, spot on. The police, every breath you take, is about jealousy and surveillance and ownership. And then there's REM's "The One I Love." Ugh. Not an REM fan. I'm not a Nor huge REM fan. But a simple prop to occupy my time. To tip you off, it isn't exactly a functional relationship, but nonetheless, this one goes out to the one I love. I, I was playing REM Everybody Hurts, though, on Sunday night, about 10 o'clock. Yes, you were. <laughs> and I don't even like REM. That made it appropriate, though. Yes. You didn't like life at that moment. <laughs> we got to get to a break. a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. Been a night in L.A. Just another chance to see Just you and I MB's point to ponder for today. I wanted you to Have know you ever seen someone laughing all the way to the bank? Like you, mm -hmm. I've always heard that. Oh, he was laughing all the way to the bank. I've never once in my... One, I've never laughed all the way to the bank. I mean, usually it's I tears. I don't think. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've ever been involved in a conversation where I was dying from laughing all the way to the bank. But that didn't have anything to do with the bank. Uh, Mattress Mac, if if the correct outcome would have happened on Sunday night, might have been laughing all the way. to he the bank. He might have been laughing all the way to the bank because I don't know what the pay was. So if he bet nine and a half million dollars, if that's what he lost, I don't know what the payback would have been uh, if he had been on the on the on the winning side of the bet. But so I don't know where that comes from. That oh, I laughed all the way to the bank. I've never seen it happen, and so I'm calling crap. I don't think it happens. <laughs> well, call up the, the tallest banker we know. I'll I'll talk to him after the show, and see. Of course, he'd just give me the banker's perspective. Mm -hmm. See, I want I want independent mm -hmm. thought. I don't I don't want banker spin. I I don't need banker whitewash. Mm -hmm. I need the straight scoop. On mm -hmm. what's going on. My other ponderance is, Sam, what Olympic sport would you be the most afraid to try? Oh, the the, the face, what's the face, skeleton? Is that the face first one? Yeah. yeah You'd one. do ski jump before you would do skeleton? Yes. You would do ski jumping? No, I, I would not. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, the skeleton, no way. Face first going, how, how fast do they go down that hill? Well, the bobsleds last night were going 80 miles an hour on uh -huh. a two-man. Oh, Lord. I can't wait for the four-man bobsled. Bob, I would feel like almost more safe in the bobsled, though, than the, the face first sled luge thing. But the weight of the sled and the other people. Uh, again, and, I'm not, by no means am I doing it. Uh, I'll do cross-country skiing. That seems pretty. I asked the one you were most afraid to try, and you didn't even think anything about big big ski jumping, the big large see, hill where they I don't fly. Like heights, they fly but, a football field like they go. But see, I feel like I could go down that and just do like one of those little, just a little jump, and we'll be good. Yeah, the good news about that is you're really never too far off the ground because of the shape of the hill, but or, you are flying a long way. Or I just go and I just, oh, I fell. Oh. I'm You'd out. be afraid of the agony of defeat. Uh -huh. I got it. On television tonight, the quarterfinal number five of the National College Championship of Jeopardy is on ABC. 
on NBC, the Winter Olympics. You got women's curling, two-man bobsled finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a little bit of that last night. Women's figure skating, it was all Big Brother last night. We had four hours of Big Brother to catch yes, up on. Yes, we did. So, But we were all caught up. Uh, women's figure skating, men's slalom, and freestyle skiing, men's speed skating, team pursuit. I love that team pursuit. Because they got the teams out there, and they start them a half a lap off, and so you get to watch them, and they need to cross their their line at the same speed, time. Speed skating reminds me so much of roller derby. It's like it's, but they yeah. don't. I'd, now that would make it a lot more entertaining if they right. if they knock so, everyone over. If it was roller derby, yeah. If you get a chance to watch the team pursuit, watch the Japanese team. Because oh, they're probably all in sync. Oh, it's all orchestrated. They all have their arm on the person in front of them in the same spot. Like with their 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 arm is the same distance from the person in front of them. Uh, in unison, you talk about synchronized swimming. This synchronized they and a lot of, most of the teams are good, but it seems like they're just one unit. Like every movement is attached and. Really phenomenal the way they do it. Well, when the Caneville Winter Olympics come up here in a few years, uh, be sure to. They're going to become consultants for mm-hmm. our team. Okay. They're going to. We're going to hire the, the Japanese. The Caneville team or the or consultants for the Caneville Olympics. Uh, just the Caneville team uh-huh. of the pursuit uh-huh. ice skating team. I mean, they know a little. We'll I'll call Josh Basham up after the show. Maybe he can get it going. The Caneville Purple Flash team. Yeah, I'm going to be out of town. No, the 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 chairman. Chairman of the Caneyville Olympics is E. E. McGee. Oh, well, obviously. So yes. you don't you don't need to talk to Josh Basham. Well, I'm Josh Basham. His he's got to get Basham his students ready. Like a, he can be like a lieutenant, or he can. Uh-huh. Well, he's got to he get head his students up a certain, ready for certain sport. But E. Uh-huh. E. McGee is the one who calls all the shots. I mean, that's that's a given. Um, today's highlight in history: this day in 1879, President Rutherford B. Hayes. Signed a bill allowing female attorneys to argue cases before the Supreme Court. Uh, The site of present-day St. Louis was established this date in 1764. Nat King Cole died at age 45 this date in 1965. Birthdays today, Jane Seymour is 71. Is she Dr. Quinn, medicine woman? I I think think so. she is. Melissa Manchester is 71 today. You should hear how she talks about you. Simpsons creator Matt Greening is 68 today. Gary Clark Jr. is 38. Megan the Stallion is 27. Gone but not forgotten. John Sutter, born in 1803. Cyrus McCormick in 1809. Charles Tiffany, jewelry dude, born in 1812. Susan B. Anthony, born in 1820. Cesar Romero in 1907. Chris Farley, born this date in 1964. Man. That guy in a little <laughs> coat. Oh, so good. It's amazing that Tommy Boy and Black Sheep are the same movie. It's just the same exact movie, but yet we I love them, you know, independently of one another. Well, I was going to say, when you mentioned Tiffany's, all I can think of is the scene from The Office of Dwight talking about stealing the, the chandelier from, the, from Tiffany's. <laughs> I don't remember that one. I'd forgotten that. Mm. Oh, yeah. Dwight Schrute. 1958, the silhouettes are number one. What's that line? You could get a good look at a steak. I don't know what you're talking about. In 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 Tommy Boy. Oh, he tells me. I thought you. Were, a, I thought you were talking no, about the office. You could get a good look at a what? steak by going to the source, but wouldn't you rather take the butcher's word for it? Is what he said. <laughs> yeah, I believe I would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go to nineteen uh, sixty-seven. Loretta. What two weeks in a row we've had a Loretta song? Mm-hmm. We need a Kentucky on almost every day. Last week was Mons on the way. Love it. <laughs> Just slip out the back. Jack. 76. Oh. Paul Simon. Make a new plan. Stand. You don't need to be coy, Roy. Just get yourself free. Hop on the bus, Gus. You don't need to discuss much. Just drop off the key. He's better without Garfunkel, by the way. I think. 
uh, some hot sacks. Look out, hot sacks coming through. Careless Whisper, Wham and George Michael, 1985. Feel like a sax is that the first song you learned on on the saxophone? The first? No, but it was one of the ones I, I did. I was gonna learn. say absolutely. Yeah. Oh dear, Celine Dion, number one, "The Power of Love" in '94, in '03, Justin Timberlake, "Cry Me a River," Katy Perry, "The One That Got Away" in 2012, and a year ago today, Olivia Rodrigo was number one with the "Driver's License." Red light. By the way, um, I don't know that it's... I'll be curious to know when Adele reschedules her residency. Mm -hmm. She says it is for sure happening in 2022. But then they're going to have building dates that become a problem. Mm -hmm. So some of those blackout dates, like the month of April, may have to suddenly come into play. But then you might have people who have already said, well, I can't go in April. That might free up some tickets and then have a chance to see, like... So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> well, you've seen Celine Dion, haven't you? Yes, yes. absolutely. Yes. And and she was really good, right? Oh. By the way, here's yes. here's another hat trick that I would like to do in Vegas right now. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I would so Lionel Richie, Katy Perry, and Luke Bryan are all having residencies in Vegas at the same time, and I would like to go see all three just to complete the American Idol hat trick. Are they Separate shows or separate shows? Oh, they all I have individual residents. See, that'd be a, that'd be a, I mean, I get that they're on the American Idol together, but that'd be a heck of a threesome as far as them singing. Reason the same I show. became the reason I became aware of it is because Luke Bryan wants Katie and Lionel on one of their off nights to come do a song with him on stage at his residency. And so you might Luke, get to not see a Luke Bryan guy. I don't, know I don't guy. love Luke Bryan, Nor but, do I, but, but he and I have built sure. a, he and I have built a mutual bridge to one another via Forrest Gump. Uh-huh. And so, and via American Idol. So I'm open to the idea of seeing him perform, whereas once before I might not have. Is that fair to say? Well, well you, you can go for you, me. You have a date, so. Oh, cool. I got a date. Awesome. Yeah. All right, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. You are far too smart to be the only thing standing in your way. You are far too smart to be the only thing standing in your way. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.